Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by JetX. Upgrade to a class above first and enjoy the freedom of travel with JetX, a global leader in private aviation inspired by luxury beyond compare. Wherever you wish to fly, JetX can take you there in utmost safety, comfort and style at your own schedule and pace. Whether on business or leisure, the world is yours to enjoy with JetX. This is very exciting. A few episodes looking at one company. We started with a chat with Simon Casson, who heads Four Seasons for Europe, the Middle East, Africa. And now we are going on to Asia Pacific, looking at the vast world of Four Seasons, headed in Asia Pacific by Rainer Stamper, whom I have known for one or two years. And I've always been so impressed by his empathy, his understanding, not only of the customer, but also of the people who work in the great Four Seasons organization. But let's start by going straight over to chat with Reiner Stampfer. Reiner, I'm talking right now to a leader of Asian luxury hospitality who is surrounded by beautiful books. Is reading and learning yet more important to you? Always has been great passion and I think it when we talk about what helps you to get away from work as much as you like it, but being able to read a few pages about something else, but hospitality in the evening has always been what I, I think grounds me, what gives me good balance. And I've always tremendously enjoyed, since I was a little boy, reading books, and I do so literally every night. If you had to take only one book through the pearly gates in a hundred years' time, Reiner, have you any idea what it would be? I've never thought of it that way, but I, I do have a favorite author. Even though I, re I read a lot of biographies, I like history. I like a lot to read, actually, still about hotels too, and lifestyle and travel. But there is uh, an, actually an American author, Louis Spegley, whom uh, I've always enjoyed tremendously, and one of his books might well be it. Obviously, there's going to be a bit of uh, um, decision-making required. So, Reiner, as a little boy back in Stuttgart, you were already grounded. You were reading. You were obviously learning in school. And you wanted to be a designer of mega gardens. And now you are custodian of 296 luxury hotels and resorts. Where does your western boundary finish? Where does your eastern boundary finish? Being responsible for Asia-Pacific the way we define it, it ends with the Maldives, respectively India and the West, 
and with Japan in the East. Okay, so with the Maldives, you have a beautiful super yacht in your portfolio, don't you? How do you believe that the luxury hospitality experience can and should extend itself? You already have um, the ability to sail with Four Seasons. At one point, Four Seasons was going to have its own live on board a ship, but that got aborted about 12 years ago. You have a very, expe- a very successful private jet um, o- offering, um, which is going so well that some of the schedules are already booked two years ahead. What's your feeling about extending the luxury hotel experience? We constantly look at new opportunities. We hear from our customers how much they enjoy the Four Seasons lifestyle. And, And I know it sounds very generic, but we're Needless to say, in a guest-centric business, we communicate. We want to be where our customers are, where they would like to live the Four Seasons lifestyle. As you know, we've for decades now been very, very successful in the residential business. We have a lot of individuals who live at home at Four Seasons, travel with Four Seasons. You mentioned the Explorer on uh, the in, in the Maldives. And the, the chat, uh, we're, we're still contemplating to be back out at sea. And we're looking at all extensions as to where we very naturally can engage with a luxury consumer. We, bela- we believe there are a number of opportunities ahead. We've seen certain trends accelerate over the last couple of years. There clearly is a lot of Uh, wealth and of interest by aspirational consumers to engage with the Four Seasons brand more. And we're very eager to to deliver more on that front in the years ahead. Right. For instance, some of the trends I'm seeing worldwide include traveling more with one's family or with uh, friends, which opens the possibility for more private villas. I'm also seeing the essential nature today of traveling with pets. Are we ever going to have Four Seasons branded dogs' homes, do you think? I don't think we'll go there anytime very soon. But yes, we accommodate pets, needless to say, and you know that in many of our properties, we clearly, as you describe, see the trend of multi-generational travel. We've clearly seen over recent years the trend toward the need for more space, our private retreats, which have done extremely well by by any comparison in 2021 to go back into the Maldives. Our Vova private island has a record year. I view that as as the ultimate luxury in terms of space and experiencing four season service whether that's with your pet whether it's with your your grandparents your children and or friends and again that's where we 
see as we develop uh, in, in destinations that were not currently present, that the interests are there, where we're looking at the architecture, where we're looking at a larger room size, where we're looking at, at services that, when you think about it in our industry, we've been speaking for a long time about personalization. I think most would agree that we've only scratched the surface, that we're delivering very personalized service due to the some individuals in hotels that go over and above and beyond and that's within our culture that's where we see our strength but i believe from a from a structural perspective from a programming perspective there is so much more that we can and will do and and particularly technology will enable us to get a lot better there you talked earlier about your customers are asking for this and uh, suggesting that. Reiner, how do you talk to your customers? Do you wait for them to make contact? And if so, with you personally or how? Or do you have focus groups? Do you have a little association of people whom you poll from time to time? All of the above. We, we do have a guest advisory panel, in fact, a number of them across the globe because we understand the cultural nuances. We, we like to make sure we understand the cultural nuances. I myself speak to, to customers quite regularly, but on, on, the, on a broader level, when you think about it, we've got more opportunities than ever to connect, be that digitally, be that in person, be the combination of both and, and, and hybrid solutions there. But yes, we bring customers together in, in groups. We speak to our travel partners and hence not necessarily directly, but want to understand what they hear from their customers. In this day and age where so much of what we need to do and can do is depending on customer insights and really know whom we're catering to and we, we can't be everything to everybody this is of, of greatest essence in order for us to be successful going ahead. Now, you can't be everything to everybody. What are the sectors that you cannot reach, Reiner? How are you getting on with um, Gen uh, Y, for instance? I don't see our lim limitations in a, in a generational way, and we've seen in, in 2021 that uh, the much quoted millennial and uh, I just had the discussion again they're they're turning 40 now they're not they're young anymore they have well still very young but they've got children of their own and uh, their core and center of the the customer segmentation that we're catering to we're seeing Gen Z and and we're thinking very actively as to where is this going over and above and beyond perhaps not some uh, in, in some of our uh, resorts but certainly we can travel in in cities we're seeing very much how uh, 20 year olds uh, however aspirational and and with uh, I would think generally a limited wallet, but, but are very interested in experiencing uh, Four Seasons and having an, a night or two with us. So 
I don't see any generational limitations whatsoever. But if we are talking about these 20-year-olds who are aspirational and they might well have got two million followers and they're sponsored and they can pay uh, their own bills and they also decide they've grown up uh, with the ability to choose what they want to spend their money on. I was in a city centre a couple of days ago and I was amazed by a group of early 20s men, um, very casually dressed, carrying between them probably 12 enormous shopping bags branded with a well-known sportswear company. And inside the bags uh, were stuffed in enormous number of boxes of sneakers. Now, you're not telling me those are $20 sneakers. They're not even $200 sneakers. Add another zero at least. This requires a complete change around of what you put in a Four Seasons bedroom. You need more hooks rather than hangers because they travel with uh, backpacks and you need somewhere where they can temporarily store these incredibly expensive sneakers. Arguably, they need... uh, head of state sized safe or a secure room to put them all in although the four seasons people of course are just going to dust around them Reiner are you redesigning your rooms you said looking at bigger spaces what else are you doing to the typical four seasons room in the next few years We are merry, and as you just alluded to, that goes way beyond just considerations of the wardrobe, even though it it clearly matters as as well. What size of luggage do people travel with nowadays? Is more long haul, short haul? Obviously, it varies. But with technology, we are seeing, and that's not necessarily a very new insight or trend, that people clearly use their rooms Aegon more, uh, pardon me, a- a- again more than was the trend at some point, right? I remember decades back we were seeing most of their time awake is in a bathroom and otherwise they're out and about, particularly if we talk about a city property, obviously we sort functions differently. But even in cities today, we know that more people are on pleasure, are using their hotel room to work aren't necessarily sitting at a desk to work and are in the bed to sleep, but are going about their rooms in a very different way. So yes, over recent years, and we continue to look at that, the room sizes on average keep growing. The technology in order to support the traveler is becoming more and more intelligent. I'm certain in the years ahead, not just with Four Seasons, we will see that the TV will be less and less what guest rooms are centered around. Because when you think about it, that's traditionally been the anchor of a guest room and has in many ways determined where the bed is located, where the sofa is located. 
I think the, the, the stationary TV setup, the way we still have it typically in guest rooms today, is going to go away and change significantly. So space is being used differently. The indoors versus the outdoors, even in some city properties, we just opened Four Seasons in Bangkok, which is, which is an incredible property, truly a resort in the city, negative spaces, gardens, the inside coming out and the outside coming in. And we see even already now how well received that is and how these spaces are very, very differently used today, whether for work, for leisure, anything in between, and how these are destinations, right? As people talk about our, our business travelers going back, I shouldn't say travelers, our, our uh, individuals at work, working in their offices, are they working from home? Are they doing a hybrid or are they working from hotels? And I see opportunities there for So us. we are seeing, Rainer, a casserole. Everything is blending together. We haven't had an opportunity this chat to talk how your lovely team members are increasingly involved in the customer experience, in determining the customer experience. Rainer, we need to carry on chatting like those old funny movies we will carry on and hear more things about Four Seasons particularly in Asia Reiner, thank you so much, you have brought me and I'm sure many of you all out there in how many, 143 countries, you have helped us understand a little bit more of the unique luxury culture that is the Four Seasons way of life. And this includes feeling good about yourself, whether or not you are somebody staying in a Four Seasons, or whether you're somebody who, I hate to use the term, works in a Four Seasons, or you might even be somebody who owns a Four Seasons. You want to feel better. And next episode, I'm really thrilled because I'm going to be chatting with Michael Newcomb, who heads wellness for four seasons around the world. And this means making the best of life for all stakeholders of Four Seasons. Michael, by the way, is based in Los Angeles at Four Seasons Beverly Hills. So he is going to be able to introduce a North American element to this global roundup of Four Seasons. See you all very soon. Bye now. You've been listening to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the ShareCare Health Security Verification Solution, and brought to you by Jetex. Wherever in the world you need to travel, Jetex offers expert solutions and guidance to make seamless global connectivity possible, even in the most challenging times. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.